Hi, and welcome back to 2022 Swell Shenanigans, the very first episode of the new year. And it's a Swell solo episode. Why? Because I still was having difficulties getting guests lined up for the first week of the year, but I have more figured out. It's all just a scheduling thing. Everyone is, you know, coming down from their New Year's Eve hangovers and all of that. But yeah, I, wow, we're a great start. I, I take two weeks off and I forget how to do this apparently. I took two weeks off from the podcast for the holidays. I definitely should have made that more clear because everyone started messaging me like, did you give up on the podcast? No, it was just the holiday season and I didn't think it would be a great idea to do a bunch of solo episodes because I knew people were going to be with their families and guests were going to be difficult case in point today's episode. And so I figured, you know, it was just better to give myself a little break because, you know, I deserve one too. You know, I deserve a holiday here and there. I did wake up with a sore throat today and I am freaking out uh, because it seems that that is the only consistency for the supervillain that is Omicron, that that is the first symptom is a sore throat. Now, that being said, I also get sore throats pretty regularly considering I live in an open space that has questionable airflow. I have allergies. And so because it's been raining here in LA and it's like the couple of days since it's rained, usually around this time is when my allergies like freak out. So it literally could be, there's so many other things it could be, but I'm self-isolating to be safe. I'm just chilling here with Hermes, okay? And if this consists persists to the next day, I'm going to go and get a PCR test because the rapid tests are just not cutting it, apparently. I'm going to try not to freak out, but I have already done my dishes and laundry and mopped the floors with anxiety. So I, I'm failing. But anyway, like I said, this is a solo episode and uh, we're doing a couple of listener stories. We got two emails and I think two send-ins. I'm not sure. But uh, I wanted to do a listener story to kick things off because, you know, I, I love you guys for all of your support that you guys gave the podcast last year. That still feels weird. In my brain, it's not 2022. It's still 2020 because it feels like time is a black hole and we've been robbed. It does feel weird that it's like a new year and I'm like, oh, I need to do this before the end of the year. And then I remind myself of the year is done. And it's like, oh, okay, it's, it's not a big deal. I got everything done for the most part that I was planning to before December 31st or whatever. But, you know, it's just like, I don't know, when you're self-employed and there's all this tax stuff and all of that, everyone's like, do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh God. And then I forgot. And, you know, a bunch of stuff is done, but not like the the extra swindle the government out of money from my money, I guess, stuff. I have so many write-offs this year. I'm really not worried about tax season. I've been doing my estimated taxes. I have another one coming up in two weeks. This was not a finance episode. I don't know why I'm telling you this. I feel fine other than the sore throat. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's COVID or what. I'm choosing to not freak out and I'm choosing to drink copious amounts of fluids. And yes, I've already gargled salt water and eaten a spoonful of honey. I will try anything. I don't want to get COVID. I don't want to. I, I finally was able to get my booster shot. Hi, this is, <laughs> here's the update for 2022, Amanda. I finally was able to get my vaccine booster shot scheduled for this coming week. I'm in LA. They've been sold out for a while because we've had a surge or sold out, booked out for a while. Finally was able to book one on Friday. So obviously I think if I have symptoms, I don't think I can get it. So super fun and exciting. We're going to do a couple of listener stories. I think we have one long one and one short one for the emails. And then I'm not sure about the plays. Let's see. We're going to start with Michael. Hi, Amanda. I'm Michael. So my shenanigan is sliding into the DMs of this cute non-binary person on TikTok. Now I know that sliding into DMs isn't always the best 
but don't worry. I gave them many ways to say no in case saying no caused anxiety for them. And I kept my message short and respectful. I have anxiety, which is why I'm explaining myself. Fair, same. I do the same thing. This is why I just get on the phone with people when we're having issues. I'm like, listen, we just need to talk. I, I, I can't do this over text. This is my shenanigan because I don't ever usually shoot my shot at people. Thought about sending them a DM for a while and ultimately did it because I flipped a coin to see if I should do it and realized that I was hoping for the coin to land on sending the DM, which it did. As for this writing, they haven't gotten back to me. I'm fine with it though, but I'm very glad that I did something out of my comfort zone. Sorry that this is pretty long. Hope you have a good day. Thank you for reading, Michael. Michael, that's nice. See, as someone who gets DMs, I think just being like very casual about, okay, listen, let me tell you how to slide into someone's DMs, okay? Someone who has an online audience and gets too many DMs. I can never reply to every single DM. It doesn't matter if I think you're attractive or not. I try to read as many of DMs as I get, especially on Instagram, because now they let you know when things are read and what's not. But Sometimes I get too many and they time out after a certain, I think it only holds over 99 or 100 now. I'm not sure. But a certain time I lose them. The best thing you can do is one, have a public profile. I'm not even kidding. If you have a private profile and you're like, hey, let's go out to dinner or anything like that. Like, hey, I'm kind of interested in you. No, that's for anyone, any woman, frankly, but anyone in general. And I know we're talking about someone who is non-binary. I'm just speaking from my own experience with this. If you reach out to someone, anyone, they need to know that you are not a serial killer. So you need to have your account on public. Let them stalk you. Especially if you don't have a profile picture, you got to have something, something. Got to let them feel you out. That raises your chances right away. Being super like, I don't have an online presence. Shouldn't have sent them a DM then, you know, like you've already lost the battle. As far as don't be weirdly sexual, although I don't think you were just, just given suggestions. I don't know, a little fun little thing. That's always good. Like, oh, I see you like green couches. I also have a green couch. You know, I have a green couch. Case in point. But you know, like little things like that. I don't know. I always think that's good versus like, I love your content. I would love to take you out. I just think that that is, I don't know, I think you kind of put yourself in the mindset of a fan before you put yourself in the mindset of like, oh, I could go on a date with this person. So like a little fun little thing that's not like, I love your stuff, I love your movies, I love this, any famous person, I'm not famous, but still, anyone with a following, any famous person, if you slide into someone's DMs with a check mark, don't be like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with your music, all of this, because it does kind of sound a little groupie-ish, and I, I just... Personally, I'm just like, this seems terrifying. Like there's already a power imbalance here. And then also I've seen some people get like, <laughs> just taken advantage of is not the right word. But like, I don't know, they could have been, were put into bad positions because of the way that they hit on famous dudes. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Because not blaming them, nothing bad, bad happened. But you know, it's like they wanted something more, but then it's like, you look at the message and it's like, okay, I see what you, he thought he was getting. Like, obviously you know of them, but I mean, I just think like something that's like a little like, oh, I noticed you're from here or so, like something public, don't do it, don't stalk them and then send them something weird. But it's like, oh, I see you have a schnauzer. I grew up with schnauzers, you know, something like that. I have Hermes, you know, little things like that. I just think is better then like, I'm obsessed with your content. I would like to get coffee with you sometime, you know? Cause I feel like already there, it's like, this feels awkward. Oh yeah, I swear to God, if I get another message that just says, hey, no, I'm gonna start blocking people who do that. That's my thing in 2022. I'm just gonna start blocking people because my belief system for 2022 is that two things can be true at the same time. They may not be complimentary, 
but they will not contradict each other, but they can both be true. Like I can like coffee and you can like tea and both of those things can be true at the time. That's a terrible example, but I'm just like, that's my motto right now. So it's like, this person can be harmless and it can still make me uncomfortable. You know, like two things can be true at the same time. So I think that, you know, just like as casual and as non-threatening as possible, I think should always be the goal. But Michael, I think you did, you went out of your comfort zone, you know, and I think that's good. I think that's always something nice to try. And, you know, it does seem like you don't expect a response. So I think that that's great. There's definitely times where like I get, I get messages and what happens lately, and I'm just going to start blocking these people too, because again, stressing me out. I have a right to protect my mental state. Someone will ask a question. I usually reply to questions. Quite often I reply to questions. Unless I can genuinely tell that this person is a minor, I won't even open that line of communication. I just won't. And that's just like my own thing with, as an adult, I will not open a line of communication with minor because I've seen people did it to me when I was a kid and I wish they would have been an adult, you know? So being an adult. But I do think that I, I respond to most questions and then once I respond to the question, and it's usually a mild question or like a genuine question, and then I don't reply, and then they start messaging me constantly, and they can see when I see it, and then they get really hostile, very hostile, like, oh, you think you're too good for me? I'm in LA. When can I come see you? You're really kind of a bitch now. Why don't you reply? Things like that. No. I don't owe you access to me for you liking my content, things like that. But Michael, I think you did a good job. So I think you just did a, a nice little message. Obviously didn't put the message. Next time, feel free to include the message. Let me know, you know what? New shenanigan prompt, send in your most ambitious DMs. Send them in. Who was some, did you slide into a Playboy Bunny's account? Did you slide into Chris Evans DMs? I've done that, I've tried it. Didn't get anywhere, didn't see it. But I, you know what, I felt, I was like, you know what, this is fun. I'm gonna do this. All right, should we do one audio message before we do the next email message? Because the email message is pretty long. It's from Groove, so I don't want to skip through it. Marcus sent in more, you guys, for those of you not not up to the par, okay? Marcus uh, is someone who nearly fell off a mountain and died, he sent in more. So this is from Majin, I think, Bing Bong Dickhead. I'm excited. December 1st. Hey man, listen, before I even say my name, Yo, I already been on the podcast because the idea of trying to stuff everything I have to say into 60 seconds is making my brain melt. This is like my 68th take. <laughs> I wish I was exaggerated by a large margin. I'm probably on like 54. Like, it's been a lot. Either way, this is Zeke. I have PTSD, not a PhD. I really appreciate you reading my email on the podcast. By the time that came out, I had coronavirus. It was a real bright moment for that day. For the whole week, really. It was just, it was just nice to see you enjoy the email. Or whatever and yes the merch is coming the merch is coming again this 60 second shit is not for me main character moment i need to be a guest on the podcast i'm a good listener i don't have a fan base but i'm a good listener <laughs> okay Zeke. sorry i said uh your i'm assuming your last name first bing bong dickhead i mean hey that's a way for me to get to click on something but i'm glad that you enjoyed your story being read out zeke yeah no i really love doing this portion of the podcast. And I do like doing these as solo episodes. There was a bit at the start where I would try and do it at the end of like a guest episode, but then it just kind of felt like, I don't know, a lot of times I forgot about them. It just felt like we were kind of like rushing through them. Cause like, Oh, I've already had the guest here for like over an hour, you know? So I really like doing these episodes, but 
I'm glad that you enjoyed being on the podcast. And, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll see something about maybe getting you on the podcast. I would really like to do more listener guest episodes, like what we did with Amanda last year with Birds Aren't Real. I, that still sounds so weird. It was like two months ago, but like we had uh, a guest come on who was a listener and had sent in the story and came on and we talked about the Birds Aren't Real movement. So, you know, would love to do more of that in the future. All right. This is from Marcus. Almost burned to death. And then there's another one that said... Marcus again, part two. Hello, Amanda. It's Marcus again, or Marquis. But um, half an hour or so to tell. So a few years ago, I used to be a landscaper. So one day, me and my team were working in the garden to install a wooden fence. And so we were digging holes into the ground. And we'd all finished our own holes. We're just waiting on one, one last guy to finish his. So we were standing around the circle around him while he worked away. And he was using a pinch pad, which is a, it's like a big spear, basically, of solid metal. Use it to dig into the ground. And he was digging away, and then he thrust it into the ground with his pinch pad. And we heard a big metal clunk sound. And then, that's gas. We had a main gas pipe. We stood around, um, just there, looking at each other for a few seconds before we realised, we need to run, quick, we need to go. Because <laughs> if that spark, it would explode, and we would have all died horribly. But we didn't, and we survived. <laughs> okay, I know there's a part two. But Marcus, I need you to understand. I love your voice. I love how you talk. I need you to do audiobooks, make your own podcast, something. The fact that you did sound effects. Oh, God, that's too good. But yeah, I'm glad you didn't burn to death. Holy crap. My dad worked on a lot of uh, sites. Uh, He was not a – he did home improvements like awnings and stuff. He wasn't like a contractor or like getting in the dirt. But he was on site quite a bit. And so he experienced a lot of things like that. But yeah, no – Burning to death is not fun. Glad you didn't. Okay, Marcus again, part two. Yeah, hello, so it's me again. I'm just uh, continuing on from the first recording. Hello, part two. I hope that's allowed. I hope I'm not breaking any rules. After we avoided the blast, that didn't happen, thankfully. We had to go around to the block of buildings whose gas we just got off accidentally. We had to go around door to door telling them, we just got off your gas. You're going to get very cold because this was in the middle of winter and these like gas heated homes. And then after that, we went back to our van. And when we did this old lady, she opened up her window and she scolded us. <laughs> she, what did she say? She said, um, See you, I've got a gas cooker, now I can um, cook my dinner. No, she turned a bit different, but <laughs> she just roasted us because she couldn't, couldn't, couldn't cook her dinner. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to summarize Marcus's stories, working on a site, hit the gas line, gas gets shut off so that there's no one, not an explosion, no one's burned to death, no fiery pits of death on the surface. We love to avoid it. And then you had to go like kids who lost their baseball in someone's backyard and knock on everyone's door to let them know that the gas is shut off. And it's also in the middle of winter, so they're not going to be able to be warm. And then you got scolded by a nice old lady <laughs> who couldn't cook her dinner. Yeah, it counts as a shenanigan because obviously, I think job site shenanigans count. Obviously, it was a mistake, but it happened. You know, that's a shenanigan. Mistakes are shenanigans. I think so. And I mean, hey, you owned up to it. You went and knocked on everyone's door. Hi, you don't have power because of X. It's not like you were just like, suffer, you know? And then they have to call the city or whatever. I don't know what you guys do over there. I'm an uncultured American. But I mean, yeah, that's a shenanigan. And you owned up to it. I think that's all that really matters is you went and, you know, you went and talked to everyone. And I think that that's the important bit. There is one more that says Christmas dad tales, but I want to read grooves because it's going to take me a minute. Oh, sorry, groovy. 
and uh, Groovy asked to be called Groovy. This is a story about the last 48 hours as of writing this email. It was a long weekend filled with last minute preparation, poor planning, and a whole lot of fuck it. First, a bit of context. My dad left for Africa during the past month, leaving me as man of the house. It was a pretty rough but meaningful experience, as you can imagine, very stressful. He left me in charge of fixing up his car and wanted it to be done completely by the time he was back. Did I mention I'm on my last year of university trying to get a degree in engineering? Anyways, that's the context. Ooh. I'm going to be honest with you. I know quite a few people who have dropped out of engineering programs, but I don't know anyone who's completed their engineering program. So you know what? Good for you. <laughs> that already in and of itself, you are doing it. Now the real story begins. It is now Thursday morning. I wake up late, but the only thing on my mind was having to finish shopping for our big family barbecue. I'm taking 100 plus people. First big gathering since the pandemic started. So about two years since I last seen everyone. Don't judge me. I'm not. You're fine. Hey, I might have COVID. I'm not here to judge anyone. I also had an assignment and do the day of the event. So I know I had to finish it now. I call the boys and tell them I need help. They of course pull through and we end up getting it all done, including picking my dad's car up from the shop because he was coming home the next day. Of course, the guys also came through with that good, good. Ahem. So we were blazed up while getting all the shopping done. Might as well make our work enjoyable. I come home late that day and then I realized I still had the assignment to finish and ended up sleeping at 3 a.m. that night. Q Friday, the big day where I had to pick up my dad from the airport and still make it on time for my family gathering, where I will essentially be a waiter for my aunts and uncles. Not that I had problem with it. I enjoy serving and helping out with these things. It just gets tiring. Okay, so Friday morning, I wake up, take a fat dump. Thanks for sharing. And while I am doing my business, I get a call. It's my cousin who was tasked with the logistics of the event, making sure I got everything done, which I did. Next up on the list is picking up my dad, who gracefully didn't tell me the time his flight arrives. That's kind of imperative for when you get to the airport. But I got it from checking the schedules and essentially deducing and guessing the time. I drive up to the airport. It's about noon at this point. It's hot and I'm still kind of faded from the night before. My dad took 45 minutes longer than expected, so I got to sober up a little bit. Picked up my dad and he had my uncle with him. Totally forgot that they left together, so now I have to drop this guy back off at his place. One positive getting to play with the cats at his house, so I'm not mad. Smiley face. We finally make it home. Everyone greets dad quickly, and then we they leave for the family thing. At this point, I'm already drained, didn't eat since I woke up, and now was contemplating taking the day off and not going to see the family. But I didn't. Why? Because mama ain't raised no bitch. You heard me. <laughs> See, there's certain things that I know I am too white to say. And I think that that sentence, I'm trying to be phonetic. I don't want to change your words, but that was something I was. <laughs> now I'm tired as fuck. Nephew, essentially my little brother, but yeah, comes in and says he'll drive and we can leave right after we eat because he knew I was tired. Good dude. So on the way there, it's about 20 minutes and we were in a Corolla. So it was 35 minutes. Anyways. We were vibing to the music, talking shit, and nephew goes, yo, I got some of that good good on me. We can smoke real quick before we get there. <laughs> I understand that most of you probably know what good good is, but I don't know. I'm trying to be inclusive. So uh, good good is marijuana. <laughs> but I was also the whitest way I could have said that. Anyway, good good is weed. <laughs> Now, I'm usually restrained when it comes to this kind of thing. On any other day, I would have declined, especially considering we are seeing family, like all of them at the same time. But today I was tired even before I went to bed. So I was like, fuck it, let's go. So we blaze up in the car and it's a good time. My sister calls and asks what we're at. And I say on the way, good vibes on the way there. And even with the location, we still almost get lost. 
For context, the spot was a farm property in bumfuck nowhere. Pretty spooky if we get lost. We made it to the farm, thankfully, and park our shit outside for an easy escape should we need it. Going in, I was nervous, not just because I was high, but also because I had gained a bit of weight since everyone has seen me so a little insecure as well. To my surprise, the rest of it went pretty well. Everyone was happy to see each other before the pandemic. This stuff was like every other week. But now we've been out of touch for almost two years. It felt so nice hugging everyone and seeing all my younger cousins grow up. Even my crazy ass uncle was there and we were kicking it. Serving people and just being there was lovely. Sure, I had a few hiccups from being very high while being there, but I don't think anybody noticed. Nighttime rolls around and it's time to grill. We ended up grilling all the way into the night at the end of the night. Made it home by like 2 a.m. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I apologize for any spelling and grammar mistakes. I am not a native English speaker and I wrote this on my iPhone. It would mean the world if this was featured. Try to make it interesting, but the story is just every other weekend for me, running errands and stumbling through university with my friends and family. Thank you for sharing, Groove. You know, I think that that's, I think, you know what, any bit of normalcy that we can kind of try and figure out during this pandemic, especially with, again, supervillain Omnicron coming through, we're, I, I'm convinced this is never going to end because I'm not being optimistic right now, but I think that's fun. I will share my own uh, chance of uh, being a little too high. <laughs> so I don't smoke that often. I'm honest. Hi, I've smoked weed. I am an adult. It's legal here in California. I have plenty of multiple of my friends work at dispensaries and like grow houses and stuff. So it, it's really not uncommon. I just choose not to do it because there's addiction in my family. And so I don't drink and I barely smoke weed. It's just how I am because I know how I am as a person. That's that. But on occasion, I smoke weed and I really haven't done it much since when I was still in college. And then um, when I was in high school, off and on a couple of times, one time my friends and I went to the beach, we got a little high at the beach, smoked at the beach. And then I went home and I was like, fuck, <laughs> I have to go with my dad and his girlfriend. Like they're both there. My brother's there. They're picking my brother up from a, a sleepover. They're going to know I'm high. <laughs> They're definitely going to know I'm high. And I'm a giggly high. I'm also a sleepy high. So like I would have passed out. For you to stay awake while still being high is impressive to me because I will just pass out. But I'm definitely a gig more giggly when I'm high. And so I walk in. I walk to the front door. I go to open the keys. I go to open the door. And my brother opens the door. And his eyes, I, I got to do this right. I know he's not going to watch this. But his, he's like looking through like this at me. And he just holds up his hand, completely bandaged and casted. Hi, I broke my hand. And then wanders back inside. My brother was also high. <laughs> he, was so, he was so high that he had broken his hand. Or I think it was his finger or like, it was like the thumb and then like part of his hand. While he was with his friends and didn't tell my dad and his girlfriend until they were halfway through dinner. And he lifted up his hand and was like, I think I need to go to the doctor's. And his hand was like black and blue. He was also red as a lobster. Like he'd gotten so high, he didn't remember to put sunscreen on. So he was super, super red. Okay. And like, oh God, that was, <laughs> I remember I went right up to Lisa and I was like, is he high? <laughs> it's not the only time I've been high around my family, but it was the one time that I was convinced I was going to be caught for being high around my family. But luckily my brother, my little brother came in clutch and got way too high and was way more obvious about it. <laughs> so no one noticed. I told my dad later, I was like, by the way, do you know I was also high? And he was like, don't tell me that. I don't want to know that. I, do, I don't, I don't want to know that, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad overall that you got to see family and I'm glad, you know, you got everything done and, you know, good luck with your engineering degree. I think that that's great. Okay, last one. This is from Theo. Hey, Amanda. Um, my name is Theo. Um, I go by they and he. And um, 
here is my shenanigan for you. Well, I guess it's not mine, technically. Um, it's my dad. So my dad's kind of like the typical British dad in that he gets drunk like way too much at Christmas and just ends up doing stupid things like falling off his chair at the dinner dinner table and stuff like that. But um, this is um, one of my favourite stories is it was the day of his word due and my mum was calling him in the morning because he hadn't come home. She was really worried and um, he woke up and he was in a cow field um, and uh, yeah, he just walked in to the side of the venue, had a little nap. Oh God, I have a story that compliments yours and I don't know if I should share it because it's not mine either. Oh God. Theo, thank you for sharing. Okay, I don't know if I should share this story. It's not mine. I think it's funny. So most of my cousins are older than me, okay? I am, both my parents were the babies of their families. And so on my dad's side, most of my cousins are like a couple of years older than me. They're either 30 or about to turn 30. I'm 24. And then on my mom's side, most of my cousins have kids that are closer in my age than I am to my cousin's age. One of my cousins got married a couple of years ago. And the night before the wedding, one of my other cousins, uh, boyfriends, disappears. <laughs> goes missing. Everyone was drinking. They were having fun. And they just were, were, they could not find him. Okay. He disappeared. Bride and groom driving around. All of my cousins were driving around. The wedding party's driving around because he's in the wedding party. They're trying to find, I think he was in the wedding party. They're trying to find him driving around and they look literally everywhere. What ended up happening was he ended up finding his way to a donut shop, a 24 hour donut shop, getting a box of donuts. I can't remember if he bought them or if they were like thrown out and he just took them or he was given them. But somehow he secured a box of donuts and started eating them and made it to a lawn and just passed out. And they found him on the lawn. They found him, but they found him eating donuts or with donuts abandoned beside him that night. And so sobered up for the next night, all of that. Later on, they got married, my cousin and the boyfriend who went missing. And so at their wedding, <laughs> they had a donut wall. So instead of like a dessert station or like whatever, you know, people do at weddings, they had a wall of like donuts of various types of donuts that you could go and take it in like memory of that, which I thought was a fun way to do it. But yeah, no, a cow field. See, does that sound, that sounds dangerous to me. Cause what if the cow steps on you? Although I feel like cows are different than horses. I feel like horses step on you for fun. I feel like cows are just kind of like, what are you? You're, you're missing spots. You're not a cow. Why are you here? Theo, thank you so much for sending in the story. And again, that's all we have for today. Thank you all so much for listening uh, for the very first episode of Swell Shenanigans back in 2022. Uh, once again, new episodes every single Wednesday. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe. And again, if you would also like to be featured on a Swell Shenanigans listener episode, again, you can go to swellshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com and submit your story. Or you can uh, send in a voice memo through Anchor, and that'll also be linked down below. Or you can just go to the Anchor website for the podcast and hit the message button and record your episode, your little shenanigan. It's going to be about 60 seconds long. If you want to do it like what Marcus did and do a two-parter, go right ahead. But make sure you kind of put in there that it's like a two-parter so I don't skip past it. Also, for the emails, I don't read out emails, but if you don't want your normal name said, just put a little note at the start. So I just know. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all had a great holidays and a happy new year. And hopefully I don't have COVID. Okay. Okay. Have a lovely day. Goodbye.